praise God for his love for us, expressed especially, most significantly, through the death of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his resurrection, and the offer that he makes to all of us who believe of life through the forgiveness of sins in Christ. And so we praise God. And thank you, praise team, for helping us again this week uh, with this time of worship uh, through your hard work and, and sacrifice. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the peace that we receive whenever we consider your word and your presence in our lives. You know the turmoil of the world that we're living in right now. And we don't know the worst turmoil. We know there are places that are in, in much more upheaval than we are. But Father, for us, these last few months, and then especially these last few weeks, have been especially troubling. And we thank you that when we come together like this, when we surround ourselves with your people, when we're filled by your spirit, when we look into your word together, that you give us a special sense of peace, a peace that your word describes as surpassing all understanding. And we thank you for giving us that peace even this morning. And we pray that you would fill us with that perfect peace as we consider your word together. And that you would use us as not only those who believe your word, but also those who by the power of your spirit will endeavor to live your word in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities. That you might shine through us and that you might use us to help others also come to know you so that they can also have this wonderful peace and relationship that we share through Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. This morning I asked um, one of the men on our sound team um, how things are going. And he said, oh, nothing out of the ordinary. And I thought, that is the greatest description I've ever heard of all the things that we're going through right now. Nothing out of the ordinary. They said, well, you know, remember, it's a new ordinary. And, uh, and if we've learned anything, we've learned that, that there's no such thing as ordinary anymore. And uh, last week, as we had that wonderful opportunity to gather together uh, under our trees that the Lord has blessed us with here on the Midway property, um, we spoke from, from, or looked into God's word together concerning the unity of the body of Christ, um, which is so important for us during these days. But this morning, we want to look at, that, at, a, at a different kind of unity, a unity that, that goes even further than the unity of the body of Christ, and that is the unity of all of God's um, created beings, all, of his, all the human beings that God has made, and the, and the special unity that we share in a, in a special way because he is our creator. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles in the Old Testament to Genesis chapter 9. Uh, we're living in a, in a time in our country and really around the world where we are facing division um, like we've never faced it before. Now, there have been many, many times of war uh, in our world and, and in our country uh, that were obviously times of, of great division as well. But what's going on right now is, uh, I think, unsurpassed in terms of the, the kind of division that we have uh, within our own nation. And so I'd like to uh, read a passage of, of, from Genesis chapter 9, which is um, after the flood, as I shared about the flood again this morning with the children, 
with the, uh, with the puzzle uh, that we had made. And uh, I want us to think of these words that the Lord gave uh, Noah as he was starting over again with his family, um, starting to repopulate uh, the world after that destruction of the flood. Genesis chapter 9, starting with the sixth verse. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made man. I'm going to read that again. Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made man. It's very interesting that right after the flood, God gives Noah, he gives him a number of commands, but this is one of the most, um, most potent and, and most important. It's interesting why with just a, a handful of people, Noah and his wife and their three sons and their wives, why he would make this statement about the importance of every single human being. And that's what this statement is. Uh, it's a statement that also serves as a, as a foundation in many people's minds for capital punishment. Um, that's not the subject that we're going to be discussing this morning. And there are lots of other issues besides this foundational verse that, that come into play into capital punishment. So we're not going to get into that. But more importantly than capital punishment, this is a foundational verse concerning the importance and the integrity of every single human being in the world. Before the flood, if you'll, we, won't, we won't look to it right now, but I would encourage you to look back to Genesis chapter 6. Before the flood, we see that the Lord described the world through Moses, the writer of this book. We see that he described the world as full of violence. It was a very, very violent place. People were, were hurting each other, were killing each other, and those kinds of things were rampant. Now, as things are starting over again with Noah and his family, God is very careful to let them know that he doesn't want the world going that direction again. And so he very clearly says to them, every single human being that you're going to have as, as children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and then beyond that, all the, you know, all the children that will ever be born, that every single one of them is going to be special because they're created in the image of God. Just like Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, back, we, we, we read that in the first three chapters of Genesis, the same thing is true of every child born from the time of Noah. Born, created in the image of God, and therefore special and important and deserving respect and care. And it's important for us to remember that these days because there is so much talk of racial discrimination, there is so much talk of racism, and there's so much talk about it because there is so much of it. And we as God's children, 
We've been singing about ourselves this morning being the children of God. And remember, there, there are two different kinds of aspects of us being children of God. There's the first aspect where everybody that's ever been born are, are children of God because God is our creator. But then there's a more, a, a more narrow definition of a child of God, and that is shown to us in John chapter 1, verse 12, where John the Apostle, one of Jesus' best friends, is describing what happened to those people during Jesus' day who believed in him, who received him. See, most people didn't, but some did. And he says, to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, they were children of God in a certain respect before that because they were created by God. And because of that, very special. Because of that, very significant. Because of that, very important. Because of that, worthy of respect. But then there's another level of being a child of God, and that is when we believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, when we believe in him, we become his children in a different way. We become his children not just as created beings, but we become his children as in being a part of his family, which, which again, also is a very, very special relationship. But when we think of ourselves as children of God in the sense that we've received the Lord Jesus Christ, then we have an extra responsibility to live up to this honoring of all mankind, of all different colors, of all different races, of all different socioeconomic um, levels and all those kinds of things, all different nationalities, all different languages, that we have the responsibility and the opportunity in our relationships in our work, even within our families, we have the opportunity to honor all of God's people in the sense that they've all been made in God's image. And as believers in Christ and, and special children of God, in that, in that special covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we have an even higher degree of responsibility to honor all people. Now, I want, us, I want us to turn also to Galatians chapter 3, where we see that this idea of God making all of us special in his creation is also true within the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 3. Mark, help me out with the, uh, the reference. Uh, verse 26, thank you. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. Speaking of those of us who have put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What a great statement about us within the body of Christ, about us 
who have been born again through faith in Jesus Christ about us, no matter what our nationality, no matter what our background, no matter what our job, no matter what our, our marital relationship, no matter what language we speak, no matter what our favorite um, version of the scripture is, no matter what type of music we like, all of us who are in Christ are one and all of the separations, all of the barriers between people fall down within the body of Christ. Now, those barriers should have never been erected, but because of the, the sinfulness of man, even after God reiterated to Noah, and Noah did to his children and to, the, and to their children and, and so on and so forth, even though God was very clear that every single individual, no matter what their color, no matter what their, their, their job, no matter where they live, their geography, any of those things, when he said they're all created in the image of God, therefore they're worthy of respect and care, because of the sinfulness of man, those things fell apart and there became great divisions within people. Especially after the Tower of Babel, when God separated people because they weren't fulfilling another one of God's commands to Noah, that was to, was to go into all the world and, and to fill it. And God separated them and separated the language, especially after that, then there were, there were even greater divisions between people. Divisions that, that often led to war, that led to hate, to led to abuse and all kinds of things. And we've been seeing that all through history. But in the body of Christ, all of those things that have, been, that, have, that have cropped up and have become significant, all of those barriers are knocked down once we put our trust in Jesus Christ. We're reminded once we come into the body of Christ of how God made us, how he did make us all in the image of God. And that then holds true for all of us within the body of Christ. And then we also take that message and that truth outside the body of Christ to all people everywhere desiring to treat every person with respect and with honor and with dignity. Now, of course, we think the best way to do that is to fulfill the Great Commission, which Dan read earlier in the service this morning, to go and make disciples of all nations. We think the best way to show respect to, the, to those image bearers of God, all of those people who live around the world, even within our own communities, we think the best way to show respect and honor to them is to share with them the eternal life and the forgiveness of sins which is available to each person regardless of skin color, regardless of, of jobs, regardless of economic level, all of those things, regardless of language, that every single person who puts their trust in Jesus Christ can be forgiven of their sins and given the gift of eternal life, can be made part of the worldwide, universal body of Christ as children of God. We think that's the best thing that we can do. And that's why we do what we do, as Ron mentioned in prayer this morning, Ron Young, when he prayed over our offering, thinking about how, the, how through our offerings and through our praying and, and also through our, our going, that we can have an impact around the world, that people of all different races, of all, on all the different continents, in all the different nations, that all of them can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ through the ministry of people who believe in Jesus. 
We have an opportunity to do that. And so we do that. That's why we do that, because we believe that every person is important and that God made us in his image and his desire is that all of us made in his image would also reflect his glory in, in everything that we do. And as we see around the world, as we see around the country, as we see around our community, as we see even within our own families, we fall short of that. We fall short of giving him the glory and honor that he deserves as our creator. And that's where faith in Jesus Christ comes in. That's where the ministry of the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where the ministry of the word of God comes in as he changes our minds and, real, and helps us realize that we need to change the way that we live. We're not just living for ourselves. We're not just living selfishly. We're not just trying to get all that we can for ourselves, but we recognize our place, our responsibility, our opportunity to help everybody who's made in the image of God, which again is everybody, to know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to know what it means to be a real child of God, to know what it means to live in light of the fact that we have eternal life. And so we have this great opportunity as the body of Christ to let the world know that God thinks every single one of them, everywhere, of all races, of all conditions, that every single one of them is significant, is important, is worthy of respect and worthy of defense. That's why when we see the news, we're appalled when the, the man in Minnesota or the woman in Louisville are what appears to be, by, by all accounts of the videos and everything, just mercilessly killed, murdered. We're appalled by that because every single person is made in the image of God. And every single person deserves respect and honor. Even, even if, regardless of what, the, uh, of, of what they're involved in, that's not, that's not even an issue. Every one of us is deserving of respect and, and, and care and, 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 and good treatment. Now, as we look through, uh, through the history of, of conflict, some of us in our class were thinking yesterday was, was uh, June 6th, not only my, my and Sherry's wedding anniversary, but also the anniversary of D-Day. And, and in our class, we were thinking about what those young men particularly went through um, to, to secure freedom for us. You know, during, during a time when our freedom was, was definitely being, uh, b being threatened. And when you look at time of war and you look at the way that men treat each other in time of war, it is a, it is a horrendous, awful thing. And the same thing happens in, in domestic conflicts. When, when, when our streets look like they were at war um, over, the, over this past week. And we, see, and we see the terrible images on television and, and streaming on our phones and all those kind of things of, of the conflict between police and, and those who are demonstrating in, in some cases, taking their protests further than peaceful protests and, and going into rioting and things like that. And we see, the, we see the horrendous treatment of people by police, and we recognize that according to God's word, Romans 13 in particular, that there, that there is a time when the government that's charged with caring for the people within a country or 
caring for those people in the country from, from outward um, forces as well. There's a time when violence, when force has to be used. It's an awful looking thing. It's terrible that we have to, that we have to see it, but it's true. And we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that that's, a, that that's a part of the government's responsibility. But that doesn't change the fact that they do everything that they can to treat every single person the same, regardless of their race, regardless of their socioeconomic background, regardless of where they're from, their language, and all those kind of things. And as we watch these things take place, we have to be very careful as the children of God, believing in Jesus Christ, not to let those dividers within us creep back up and say, you know what, I can't stand that kind of person or I can't stand that kind of person because look at what they're doing. We have to remember that when we see those images on television or on our phones, that we're seeing individuals, we're not seeing groups of people, we're seeing individuals working in some cases together, but we're seeing individuals that are, that are maybe working in, in rebellion against God or in rebellion against the country or rebellion against the police or those kind of things. We're not seeing the entirety of that race or the entirety of that group of people. And so we have to be very careful not to let our own sin nature creep back up and to, and to start having thoughts of discrimination, thoughts of racism within ourselves. We always have to go back to God's truth and say, wait a minute, every single person is made in God's image and is worthy of respect and honor and care. We've got to remember that. And we've got to remind each other of that within our families. We've got to remind each other of that within the body of Christ through our conversations. We have to remember when, when, the, when the conversation turns toward, to, to something that, that looks like racism or discrimination, that we, that, we, that we reel it back and say, wait a minute, remember, that's not true. There's nothing that we can say about one entire group of people that would be true other than the fact that every single one of them is made in the image of God and is worthy of respect and care and honor. We have to remember that. We have to remind each other of that. We have to represent that wherever we go in all of our conversations, in all of our relationships, in all of our workplaces. We have to be careful how we identify ourselves within those conversations. We have to be careful to always remember that we represent the body of Christ, that we represent the Lord Jesus Christ, that we represent the God who said, every man is made in my image. We have to remember that. We have to remind each other of that. And so as representatives of his in this world, let our conversation, let our comments reflect the dignity of every person, regardless of what they're involved in. Even, even in wartime, to recognize the dignity of our enemies. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ could say in the Sermon on the Mount that we need to love our enemies. Even in the process where, where war is going on and, and lives are being taken, there is still an aspect of love and respect and honor that has to be used even in those conflicts. We are people who have been made in the image of God. We, we ruined that relationship. We, we, we messed that image up in many ways through sin and then we were redeemed 
bought back by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ when we put our trust in him. And so we are the ones who have the opportunity, the special opportunity, to look at people without the color of skin, without the socioeconomic background, without the language barrier. We're the ones that are able to look at people the way God intends us to look at people, as made in his image, worthy of that respect and honor and care. So, as we watch the images, as we listen to the political debates, and as our blood begins to boil and we see things that are happening that should not be happening because of our knowledge of God's word, and we know these things, as, as our blood begins to boil, we need to, we need to scale it back, turn it off, call a friend, whatever the case may be, have a time of prayer, and remember, wait a minute, I'm not thinking clearly, and I'm not thinking carefully, and I'm not thinking correctly right now. I'm being overcome by emotion. I'm being overcome by the images, and I can't let the anger take over my life, and I've got to remember why I'm, why I'm in this world. And let those thoughts, let that fight that we're having within ourselves, let those things bring us to prayer because it's through prayer that the real changes are going to take place that, needs to, that need to take place. We can't count on this coming election to bring about all of the necessary changes in legislation and in, in all of those kind of things, we can't let this next election, we can't think that that's going to bring the, the solution to all of our problems. Hopefully, every election will bring the solution to some problems. But all of the problems of our country, all of the problems of our world are not solvable by government and by legislation. They're only going to, be, they're only going to happen through God working in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls, of all colors, of all levels of economic opportunity, of all languages, of all cultures and, and customs and all these kinds of things, it's only going to happen as God changes their hearts, as he's changed ours. We have to remember, the only reason that we are his special children, according to his word, is because we've put our trust in Jesus Christ. Not because we're some special kind of people, but because we've put our trust in the special one and only Son of God. That's why. And so that should be our, our, our major desire, our major goal. As we see our country in division, as we see our country in conflict, as we see this, this tremendous political divide, while we have the opportunity and responsibility as believers to be involved in the political process, it's open to us. We're, we're allowed to do it. We should do it. And, and, and I encourage all of you, even on this Tuesday, to, to go vote. Vote on these issues that are important to you that you see and understand through the word of God. But remember, the main issue that we're involved in, the main issue that we think is important, is that people of all different kinds within our country would come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, so that their sins can be forgiven, so that they'll have the hope of eternal life, and so that they can begin to live their lives for the glory of God. That's what it's about. That's what our lives are about. That's what the church is about. That's what the body of Christ is about. That's why Jesus gave that commission to his disciples. 
He said, regardless of where you are, in all the nations, make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. That's what he wants us to do. That's what he, where he wants our focus to be. And so let's keep that in our minds even as we watch these things unfold and unravel before us. Don't let your frustration move you to anger, but let that temptation move you to prayer and pray for the people that you're watching on that screen, whether they're politicians or whether they're rioters or whether they're peaceful protesters or whether they're somebody who works in your next cubicle. Let the differences that, that, that stand between us bring us to a place of prayer so that we will pray that we will grow in our faith, that we'll grow in our knowledge of God's word, that we'll grow in our ability and desire to serve him and to honor him and to glorify him in everything that we do, and that the same thing will happen to all of those people that we're watching that seem to be so divided against us. Let's not let those actions, let's not let those divisions cause us to forget to pray. Remember what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2. He said, live such good lives among the pagans. And by saying that, he was saying people who don't believe in, in having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. He said, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your good deeds and glorify your father on the day he visits us. You see, that's our goal. We don't want to let these, these conflicts get in the way of our relationships with people so that they can see and hear from us how they can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. That they can glorify God on the day he visits us. That's the goal. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're praying for. And let's not forget that in the midst of all of this conflict. In the midst of all of this confusion, let's remember that's why God has put his body together. That's why God has called out special people to be called his children so that we can represent him in this world and so that others, all others, can come to know him through faith in the same son of God that we have faith in. So let's remember we are all, no matter what our skin color, no matter what our backgrounds, no matter what our language, religion, and all of those kind of things there are, let's remember that all of us are made in the image of our creator. And therefore, everybody's worthy of respect and honor and care. And let's express that through loving actions and loving words, and especially through the sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we started this, this morning's message with prayer, we're ending it with prayer because we are in such a tough spot. We're in such a difficult time. The conflicts are raging. The terms are changing. The definitions of terms are changing. Anger and hatred are rising. 
And Father, we're, we get pulled right into that. And we pray that you would help us through our knowledge of your word, even these few verses that we've looked at this morning, that we would look to these verses, that we would look to your word and see that we cannot get involved in the fight like everybody else is. That we've been called to look at people like you look at them. People made in your image. People worthy of respect and honor and care. And especially people who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ so that they can also become a child of God in the covenant sense and live their lives not for themselves, not for their country, not for their particular people group, but they can live their lives for your glory even as those of us who have put our trust in Jesus can now do by the power of your Holy Spirit through the ministry of your word and your people. So we ask that you would grant us favor in our work in trying to reach people for Jesus Christ. Help us to rise above the temptations of anger and prejudice and racism and racial discrimination and help us to live lives of love and care and respect so that people will see Jesus in us and know that there is a savior and that they can be saved too if they will call out to him. Father, there may be some um, in our congregation today who've not yet put their trust in Jesus. Help them to take the word that they've heard this morning and to apply it to their lives right now and to obey this word which says that if we call on the name of Jesus, we will be saved. We'll be forgiven of every sin. We'll be given the gift of eternal life. Give them that courage and that faith to say, yes, Jesus, I need you. I receive you. I become your child today because of the offer that you've made through Jesus Christ. Give them the courage and faith to do that even today. And Father, we pray for our country. We pray that you would give us as your children the words and relationships that can make a difference in the lives of these who are, who are so upset, these who are so uh, feeling abandoned, these who are feeling so um, persecuted. We pray that you would get to them the message of the gospel so they can receive the same peace that we have received through Jesus Christ. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Our only Savior, our only hope. Amen. The praise team is going to sing another song at this time as we contemplate uh, these things from the word of God and commit ourselves uh, to living them out for his glory.